on the block on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Utica Row. What's up, Mohawk Valley? Great to have you on board today. Great to have you listening on the ESPN app, taking us with you wherever you go. Please do so. Take us places. Show us the world, because all we see usually is this studio and microphones and Pauly Sibilia walking the hallways. and Yeah. Take us other places, please, and show us what is out there in the grand world. And you can do that. You can listen wherever you are on the ESPN app. Just download the app, find the Listen tab, find ESPN Syracuse or ESPN Utica Rome, and off you go. You can get in touch with the show. Tell us uh, all the hot takes on quarterback, I don't even want to say controversy. It's a quarterback decision. It's a quarterback move. It's a quarterback thing. If you want to call it a controversy, you can go right ahead and do that kind of cliche to do it. It's not a controversy to me, but we've got quarterback issues to discuss. So please discuss with 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644. Always to get in touch with the program today. Uh, we are guest-free on this Monday. Plenty on a football Monday. Not only that quarterback thing, which we certainly will discuss, but, you know, meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, Syracuse has a pretty darn good football game coming up Saturday in primetime, 7 o'clock kick. What kind of crowd will be there? What kind of opportunity awaits the Orange? It's a big game on the way after Syracuse barely escapes North Carolina on Saturday at the Dome, another factor that we cannot brush aside here. But it's sexy to discuss the quarterback thing, and, you know, it's kind of the most important position in football, so we will circle back to that a lot, I'm sure, today. But there are other SU football things to get into. NFL Week 7, you know, it's actually really hard to score five points in a football game. If you want to look at it that way, for the Buffalo Bills, I mean, that's actually not easy to do. you got to take the positives and the interesting tidbits wherever you can when it comes to this team. We'll do hot takes as usual. A couple interesting Syracuse basketball-related news, including, as you heard Seth tell you in the update, a $1 million internship. Well, that's different. Congratulations to Darius Baisley for getting it. My internship, I got coffee and printed things and, you know, prep shows and did grunt work and set up remotes and 
you know, did all those things that interns have to do. A $1 million internship if you're Darius Baisley. Uh, not a bad gig if you can get it. And Syracuse basketball's preseason hype continues with the AP poll put out today. We'll go on the blind side as we do every Monday, but let us waste no time and get into what many of you want to discuss and maybe have heard throughout the day here on ESPN Radio Syracuse, and, and now it's my turn. I want you to remember a very important thing that may get lost, and it's simple, and it sounds like it can't in a discussion like this. What do you mean? But it will. But it's the simplest thing to come back to in this whole debate, if there even is one at this point, between Eric Dungy and Tommy DeVito. I want you to remember this because I'm already seeing the narrative shift. People are writing letters to the editor, blaming the media for the coverage. You should have just heard the conversation we had in the office before the show. Paulie Sibilia, God love him. I want you to remember something. With five minutes and seven seconds to go in a one-score football game, the head coach decided that Tommy DeVito was a better option than Eric Dungy. A healthy Eric Dungy, and I say that loosely in air quotes. Eric Dungy did not take a hit, did not have to go in concussion protocol. There was no injury situation in the football game. It was a coach's decision. And that coach said after the game that North Carolina had kind of figured out what Eric Dungy was going to do. And I'm paraphrasing here, but you saw the quote. We'll, we'll play it later. But that was a coach's decision. And it's something that it's as simple as it gets. And I am told all the time, and I go with that, and now the people that want to rest on one side of the argument, which is fine if you do. It's not like Eric Dungy doesn't have an argument to be the starting quarterback here. But what we are told all the time by coaches in all walks of life, in all sorts of different sports, is what? The best players will play. Tommy DeVito did not crawl out of a hole on Saturday and win that game. He did not parachute in from Mars and all of a sudden display his talents as a quarterback to Dino Babers and to that coaching staff. As Dino Babers reminded us in the press conference after the game, I believe on a question asked by our own Seth Goldberg, he's not a freshman, he's a redshirt freshman. He's been around. This team knows what he's capable of. They've seen him in practice. He did not have the benefit of the new redshirt freshman rule, which means you can play it up to four games before you lose your redshirt. Tommy wrote out the last year of the old rule, which meant if you played one snap of one game, your redshirt's gone. He's been there. Listen and read what the receivers on that football team said after the game. We've seen this. We know what he's capable of. He does it in practice all the time. So for those of you that are feigning with shock that Tommy DeVito came into that football game and did what he did, apparently didn't watch the Florida State game, which in that situation was an injury, but came into the Florida State game and maintained and went 11 for 18, looked pretty darn good, and kept Syracuse on top in a 30-7 to football game. Was he the 
primary reason Syracuse won that game? No, but the quarterback's kind of important in that situation. Okay. We all recall early in the season, the first game of the season, with Syracuse cruising and up 34-7 on Western Michigan, when Tommy DeVito ran onto the field a lot earlier than most of us anticipated, which is not to say that's a reason he can't, because I think we get too involved sometimes in things that we expect. And it's another lesson that amazes, and I fall in this trap myself. We are continually and consistently reminded by sports to not expect the expected. If anything, expect the unexpected. Weird things happen. Okay, that's what makes sports great. While we have an idea and a narrative and a sense of how things should go, it never does. And that's why we keep coming back to it. The unscripted drama of sports is what makes it what it is. If you want scripted drama, you can watch sitcoms at night or soap operas during the day. That is manufactured. Sports is not. And while sometimes things go according to plan, other times Purdue kicks Ohio State's butt, as we saw this weekend. If we simply went by the plan and the point spread and what we expected, then Ohio State would have won walking away. And Eric Dungey would have won that game, and Syracuse would have, what was the point spread? You know, depending on what it fell to and kickoff, according to your entertainment purposes only website. But if things went according to plan, Syracuse would have won that game by at least 11 points and would be 5-2 and two as expected going into this game Saturday night against NC State. But that's not what happens in sports. Things do not follow a script. Weird things happen. So let me go back to that Western Michigan game. We were all, every one of us, not surprised to see Tommy DeVito enter that football game at some point because had Syracuse built a big lead on Western Michigan, it had been kind of hinted at that he could be out there. But when he ran on that field, the reaction everybody had was, wow, that's early. You could see, okay, I am not a psychologist. I just play one on the radio. You could see Eric Dungy did not want out of that football game at that time. Why do you put your freshman in at that point, your redshirt freshman, as I should remind? Because you intend to play him this year. You are getting him ready for what is the inevitable, and you had every right to if you're Dino Babers because Eric Dungy had not finished a season the past two years, in that case due to injury. In this case, on Saturday, for all that we know, This was a football-related decision. So the fact that some are starting to blame this on the media, I got the tweets last night. I saw the letter to the editor today. How dare the media present this as a controversy? Eric Dungy has done, list them all off for this team. Eric Dungy is a senior, and Eric Dungy is all those things and deserves all the admiration and the pats on the back you want to give him. But do not forget something, and no matter who starts this week, and if it was such a foregone conclusion, and I know what Dino said Saturday, right, that it was not a permanent decision, but here's what Dino said today about this. I'm going to keep it in-house because I don't want it to be an advantage to the people that we're playing because they're such good good opponents, and then we'll just kind of take it from there. You know, uh, North Carolina State's outstanding football team, Coach Dorn, 
I really respect him. He does a fantastic job. And with it being a family weekend and an ESPN2 game at 7 o'clock in the Loud House, you know, we expect it to be wild and crazy in there. And, you know, those guys have a lot of work to do, and I don't want to make their job any easier. All right, so here's a little bit more from Dino speaking today about Dungy versus DeVita. You know, the, the first thing is, you know, quarterback is just like any other position. We play four, four wide receivers. We play three tailbacks. We rotate six or seven offensive linemen, four defensive ends. We need to play more linebackers. <laughs> but, you know, I understand the whole thing. But the really cool thing is our guys, all we care about is getting our sixth win. We should be talking about being 2-2 two and two in the ACC. We should talk about we're right on the verge of doing something that hasn't been done in quite a while around, around here. And we really don't care out of our 107 sons who gets the credit. It's a family thing. We're going to handle it and go about our business. We're 1-0 in the second part of our season, and we're trying really hard to be 2-0. Let me tell you what Dino Babers did not say. Eric Dungy's my quarterback. He starts on Saturday. There's no question about that. Next. That's not what he said. We're going to keep it in-house. We want to have North Carolina on their heels, North Carolina State on their heels, pardon me. Well, they didn't say that about North Carolina, and they didn't say that about the game before that or the game before that or the game before that. It's now an issue because Tommy DeVito came into that football game and won it. Let me remind you, on a coach's decision, not a health-related decision. And there is a certain tactical advantage to have NC State prepare for two quarterbacks. I've got news for you. They do it anyway. Even if Dungy was named the starter today by Dino Babers. If Babers went in there and said, Eric Dungy's my starting quarterback. He's been all year. He will be on Saturday. Well, Dave Doran's got the film. He saw what DeVito did. They would prepare for him. So that sense of who's going to play, who's not, to me, is completely overrated. And it's something you feed the media. Because NC State's going to prepare for Tommy DeVito one way or the other. So you can look at this any way you want. I look at it this way. With five minutes and seven seconds to go, the coach made a decision that Tommy DeVito was the better choice when Eric Dungy was healthy. The coach even said North Carolina had kind of figured out what we were doing. And North Carolina, Pittsburgh, certainly Clemson did. If you make Eric Dungy be a quarterback, you've got a shot. Look how close those three games are. And the defense certainly falls into this conversation and is now not all on the quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. But the quarterback position is the most important one in football. It's the one we discuss the most and gets the most attention and therefore will drive these kind of conversations. Look at those three games. While the defense certainly is in that discussion and other things, it's a team game, as Dino just said there, and he's right to, to say that. What he said is they figured out what we were doing. What he said today is, Eh, we're going to keep that in-house. We're going to keep them on their heels. We're not going to tell you. Well, what does that tell me? That tells me you've got a new quarterback. And you've got somebody who, as Alabama did, as Clemson did, as Notre Dame did, and others you know, out there in college football, but those are three big examples. Those are three top four programs right now. That all did the same thing. It's the thing the coach tells you all the time. We will play the best player. 
So why can't Syracuse play Tommy DeVito? It is amazing to me this loyalty that people feel to Eric Dungy as if this isn't even a discussion. Well, Folks, that's sports. I have been told over and over again by coaches, you play the best guy. Is this an exception to the rule? Put it in your head. Tommy DeVito might be the best guy right now. That doesn't take anything away from what Eric Dungy has done to this point. But if you're putting Eric Dungy in there out of loyalty, out of some sort of, you know, anything other than performance, not that he doesn't have some things on the performance level to back that up, but what have you done for me lately? It is the cruel, harsh reality of not only football, but sports. If you're putting Eric Dungy on the field Saturday against NC State in what is a big game, all you people saying last week was a must win, well, how you feel now? It was dopey to suggest. It was. This is not a must win. It's just a big game. When you take care of business and win games like this, you put yourself in a position where you got a 5-1 and one football team coming in, and you're 5-2, and two, and you're on ESPN2, and I don't know if they'll get in the poll if they win, but you've got a chance basically to take their spot and get bowl eligible for the first time in five years and make what will be a week full of question marks about your quarterback evaporate. Because I think Syracuse has a real shot to beat NC State, and I felt that way before I saw yesterday's game, and I still feel that way today. So let's continue that discussion. Would love your thoughts on this for sure. It's the talk of the town, so make it the talk right here on the block today. 437 7644 is the phone number. Let us get our Diamonds and Dogs update after a terrific weekend. We'll see what was happening on the stock market today. Our buddy Lee Baldwin is here to do that. Lee, uh, how's Mike the Giant fan feeling today? <laughs> He's doing well. He's got a big game tonight. I yeah. Guess, so. They keep putting the Giants in primetime. Will you stop? Put, it's, it's like putting the Bills on Monday Night Football. Oh, wait, they're going to do that next week. So, yeah, only yeah. playing the Patriots, too, oh, right? Goodness no. gracious. What what happened with that schedule making? Oh. Well, what happened in the market today? We were mixed. Uh, the Dow was down, but the tech stocks were uh, higher. So, uh, you know, we'll take what we can get. The S&P has now been down 9 out of 11 days. So we will take what we can get. Our diamond was anything really tech, but we're going to go with Amazon, which was up 25 bucks, And they do report earnings on Wednesday, I believe. And our dog is Hasbro. Uh, they were down $3. Uh, they're still feeling the effects of the uh, Toys R Us bankruptcy. So, you know. Stocks are not child's play, Brent. Oh, old school, man. Going Hasbro, the toys. They're, I know. They're still kicking it. Good for them. They're not having a good day, as you said, but uh, they're, they're still around. That oh, makes no, me happy. yeah, they're, they're big time, but they just had a little bump in the road today. All so. right. Lee, thanks for uh, the insight as always, my friend. I'm going to uh, root for the Giants tonight just for Mike the Giants. <laughs> okay, we, uh, same here. We'll give him something. It's Lee Baldwin, LeeBaldwin.com, and, and Casanova and Utica. Stop on in and make that portfolio be a diamond, not a dog, ladies and gentlemen. We will break on that note. We will come back with some of your phone calls, start to discuss some other things that happened in the football weekend, but certainly uh, DeVito versus Dungy, Syracuse football's big opportunity Saturday, and that from the weekend uh, will certainly always be present to discuss on the air today. You're on the block, and we're back after this. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. When you compare the very last time he went out there from the very first time he went out there this year when some were like, hey, you know, why do you say he's going to be good? He fumbled the ball, didn't get a drive, didn't move the football. 
So he hasn't played in two years. He's got to get out there, the speed of the game. It's different. It's different practice. Practice speed and game speed's different. He had never been hit. Now he's been hit a couple of times. He got hit in the goal line, pulling the ball and, and turning, uh, being a runner down there. And then, you know, lack of experience. He got, he got baited. But it was a very advanced move, and he got baited, and he, and he bit. And now he'll remember that. You know, really, really good quarterbacks remember that, and it should never happen again. And that's the really cool thing, and that's the thing that you guys need to understand uh, about quarterback play. There's so many reps that you put into a quarterback, and you can't take those reps back, and they can only get it while they're out there. That is Dino Babers. Describing Tommy DeVito, his improvement, what he's learning, and a lot of that only comes with game experience. And he got uh, one heck of a game experience with 5.07 to go and leading Syracuse to victory, not only then, but in double overtime. 50-yard strike to Jamal Custis. Another great throw to Custis in the corner of the end zone. The great play at the end of the game to Ravion Pierce, who had been quiet throughout the day and, and got other than that penalty he had on special teams, which is like the third time he's done that this year, but a whole different topic for a different day. What I am willing to concede, and it reminds me of several quarterback conversations that I've had, although they're all uniquely, uh, they're all unique in their own way, I should say, is you have to take the faults with the strengths. There are some faults that come with playing Tommy DeVito. There are certain risks that you take, and all you got to do is look at that game. That interception that he threw, just didn't see the linebacker there. That comes with, as Dino just described there, with game experience, with seeing things that you don't see on film, that you don't see otherwise than going out on the field like, ah, okay. But I also saw Tommy DeVito sling that football. I see a quarterback that's throwing it very well, someone who has put not only life into that team in that game, but has been doing it in practice And it is not a surprise to see in a lot of senses. So don't let the narrative get away from facts. And the fact is that the coach made a decision. Now, does that mean it's the right decision for the next game? We'll see. But that was not an injury-related thing. That was a, we need a spark. North Carolina has figured out Dungy. Dungy's not playing well. He's not throwing the ball to where we need to do it. We need a lift. And you have the benefit of depth. You have the benefit of having a second quarterback to do it. Before with Dungey, see, when people talk about loyalty to Dungey, a lot of it was, well, you're back up and, you know, no knock on, uh, you know. <laughs> I just love the police academy references here. But no offense to Sergeant Zach Mahoney. But there's a reason he didn't start over Dungey. And I love Rex Culpepper and his competitiveness, and we all love his story off the field, and he's such a great kid, but he has not gotten to the point competitively where he's on the field over Dungy, or in this case, Tommy DeVito. So that loyalty to Dungy when he was healthy the past few years came out of what? You didn't have a backup that was capable of unseating him. Now you do. A competition that's called depth, that's what big, pro- that's what big boy programs do. Your loyalty on the field, should be to who's playing best. And that is the question that Dino Babers now has to debate. Let's see what Scooter in Jamesville thinks. On the block, ESPN Radio at 437-7644. Scoot, what's up, buddy? X-Men, how you doing, my man? Doing great. 
Good good week for me, little Boise State actually on Friday, SU during the day, and then just watching Ohio State lose to Purdue at night. Couldn't get any better. You know, I love that anyway, but the story of that kid at Purdue who's got cancer and has kind of been the inspiration for that team, I mean, it got real dusty in my house watching that game. Great, great stuff either way. Uh, a couple things we you know we discussed Friday. I really thought it was going to be big plays on both sides, and I think I was kind of correct. I mean, big plays. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if you were actually a talk show host at North Carolina. It'd probably be two uh, points of view. SU fans probably think SU won the game, and probably if you're doing a talk show in Carolina, they probably thought Carolina lost the game more than SU won it because it seemed like they had a lot of every every chance to put that game away. Uh, I thought the biggest play of the game actually was when the fullback for NC State, or I'm sorry, North Carolina, uh, broke away. He looked like he was going to go for a touchdown. Somebody on the opposite side of the field ran him down to the 10-yard line and they had to sell for a field goal instead of going for a touchdown. Yeah, defense made some big third-down stops and stops in overtime after, you know, it was kind of that old bend-but-don't-break thing. They bent a lot, but they did not break. They made the, the stops when they had to, and they've got to be given credit for that. A little, a little retro action. The last time we had a, a quarterback, not a controversy, but a quarterback shot. Go back to one of our biggest wins against Nebraska. Todd Norley was our quarterback, right? Uh, one, one Don McPherson was actually playing better in practice than Todd Norley. And they actually, even though they're having all these big wins that year, the quarterback situation was a little sluggish, and they made and they made the quarterback change to one Don McPherson in the West Virginia game that year. And uh, he, unfortunately, Don McPherson got hurt the very next week against Army. But but that was the biggest uh, uh, problem because Todd Norley was beloved. He was the best friend of Tim Green. Tim Green wasn't too happy with uh, Coach McPherson for making the switch. And basically, that's the last time in Syracuse had a, a quarterback controversy about who you know who to play. You know, and Eric Dungy's in that spot, Scooter, in a sense, because he was recruited by a different coach, by Tim Lester, by Scott Schaefer, rode it out, stuck with Dino, could have gone elsewhere, could have taken other uh, other opportunities, but said Syracuse is the place he wanted to be, even with a completely different staff and different coordinators. And I think that coaching staff does feel a loyalty to him. There is a, a, a sense there of things that are not a normal quarterback's tale. Are you going to let that weigh into your decision about who should play against NC State? You shouldn't, because I'm just going by your own words. I'm going by, you play the best guy. You move on. Stare straight ahead. One game at a time. Do what's best for the team. I mean, line them all up. And let's discuss that, look, I don't want to recklessly speculate here. But what I can say is, Dungy just doesn't look right. And I felt that way for the past, really since game one. I have felt that way since Western Michigan. He took that hit, and I was tweeting things and looking at things and talking to people, and they're saying that I'm getting messages back from you know SU and other places saying he's not hurt, he's not hurt. Look, look at the completion percentage. Look at the open throws he's missing in that game. Was he under duress for some of those throws? Yes, he was. And that is something to think about with Tommy DeVito, by the way. Can this offensive line protect him over four quarters against a good NC State defense in order for him to do what he does best, which is sling it over the mountains? Can you get any help from your running game? Dungy was not only under duress for a lot of those throws, 
There were some drops in there, namely Sean Riley's drop. Right in the breadbasket, huge play, just dropped it. So it is not all on him, but it's not just that game. See, people that are saying, he has one bad game. It's not one bad game. There have been question marks in that game, in the Pitt game, and in the Clemson game. Now, what kind of cancels that out is, well, your defense isn't helping matters much. And all those games were within Syracuse's grasp. It's one thing if you have no shot in those games and you're just getting beat down by those opponents and you make the change because you've got to change the tenor of the football team. You had a shot to beat Clemson, just couldn't pull the trigger and do it. 13-play drive, end of the game, 12 of those 13 plays, Travis Etienne shoving it down your throat by the time the offense got the ball back. You just, you know, you're not going to beat Clemson that way in Death Valley. There were some coaching decisions in that game, as we discussed. That's not all on Dungy, but what Clemson did in that game and showed Pittsburgh how to do, who showed North Carolina how to do, is you limit him having the ability to run the football, and he still had a 16-yard touchdown and still had, uh, what, 60 yards rushing in that game. I may be off there, but still had a couple of running plays. But when you make Eric Dungy sit in that pocket and throw the ball, it's a completely different thing. We haven't seen enough of Tommy DeVito to know over a four-quarter football game if he can do what he did in the last five minutes of that game, because he won't. He'll get hit. We've seen that. Florida State, Western Michigan, that offensive line, remember, has been protecting Eric Dungy all this time and are doing it with a certain mentality. Running quarterback that will get out of trouble, that will take off and run, you know, the throw's not there. DeVito cannot do that as well as Dungy. He can do it, but he is a pocket quarterback. He's a quarterback. So we're going to go through all these questions and we're going to look it over. And I wrote it Saturday night after that game. Because it was in my mind then, it'll be in my mind all week, and nothing's going to change my mind on this. I shouldn't be that stubborn, but here's what it comes down to. Do you want the guy in the game that can throw the ball or the guy that can run the ball? Which one do you want? There were wide receivers on that sideline, and people get frustrated during football games. So take this with somewhat of a grain of salt. But visibly frustrated wide receivers walking off that field knowing they were open, and Eric Dungy couldn't get him the football. The coach changed the quarterback. This has been building up with Dungy. He hasn't looked right in a lot of situations. He's made plays, too. Let's be fair about this. He's made some plays. But he's been playing through something, and Dino finally got to the point during a game having to stave off a three-game losing streak, and you'd still be four and three, but boy, you're four and, you know, somebody, I think it was Stephen Bailey who wrote this. It was either Stephen or Nate, and it really hits home, and it's true. Syracuse is like three plays from being seven and oh, but they're one play from being four and three. They're five and two. With a chance to be in a good NC State team in primetime Saturday, get bowl eligible, and perhaps knock on the top 25's door again. Because as I've said repeatedly, and Syracuse didn't get one vote this week, so for them to shoot up into the poll after not getting a vote this week would be tough. But as an AP voter, I can tell you the best way in the poll is to beat someone in it. If you can beat a 22nd-ranked NC State team, 
in a game everyone's going to be watching Saturday night, or at least we'll cross your TV screen because it's in prime time and it's one of those late games that you're kind of flipping around and everybody's going to get a look at. They'll get close to getting in. Who the best? Now, we'll discuss this later because I want to do some hot takes and get to some other things here. But some have asked me the question, and it's fair to ask, and I don't know the answer. Will both of them play? And I don't mean in the same way that both played Saturday, like intentionally. I think that's a real possibility. I'm not a fan of that strategy, but I think it's a real possibility. We will discuss later. We'll do some hot takes next. You're on the block. ESPN Radio. Stay right there. Thank you. Bye-bye.